It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast at four past six on your Tuesday. Uh, Izzy, good morning. Let's let's address address what we finished with yesterday. <laughs> Did you manage to fix your irrigation system? I uh, just turned it off. Just in the plane, switcheroo, turned it to off and uh, another a job that shall be... Fixed today, uh, probably not today. I've got more important things like golf to do post this. Uh, <laughs> maybe tomorrow. But I found the problem mm. and I, I, I lifted up the drip line and it is burnt like buggery. It is so burnt. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you idiot. Absolute idiot. So, uh, yeah, look, it's... Uh, it's not a big problem. I'll just basically have to cut the end off and then put a stopper in it. Yep. And then the drip line will potentially just won't reach probably one plant. But that's okay. Um, you know, water does fantastic things. We know how crazy water is. It can travel many distance. So I'm sure it will be able to reach the plants and, and everything will be okay. But I haven't. The problem is I haven't told the wife yet. Um, oh yeah, I turned it off just before she's seen it. Uh, I don't want to. She'll call me what everyone else on here has called me an absolute <laughs> idiot um, for doing it. So uh, that, that's the jobs. I've got. I've got a few jobs that um, I need to do around this life sentence block. Um, <laughs> the life sentence I block. Sp- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, lifestyle. Pff, where's the lifestyle in it? It's life, hard work. Um, yeah, like I, I sprayed my grass when I went away. Well, I didn't. Someone else sprayed it. And it's killed off a lot of the, the bad grass. So I've got to go through and scarify and do all what you need to do and then reseed it, which will be done in the next week or so. Just got to find a day because I'm playing golf three times this week. Ooh. <laughs> Busy man, busy man. Social calendar, look at you. Uh, who are you, who no, you playing with? No, no. Uh, today, playing with Will Jordan, Dave Harvelli. Going to have a catch up with those boys. Haven't seen them since they've been back for the World Cup. So yep. it'd be good to get some gravy from them. And then you know what I'll do on the golf course. I'll mm. try and force one of them to come on the show to maybe tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. So uh, who, who would we like? David Harvelli or Will Jordan? Let us know. Um, I'll, I'll get them on the next couple of days. They don't know that yet, but hey. That's what happens. It's the I'll, price I'll of golf with Izzy. <laughs> yeah. And then Wednesday's just our Wednesday group. And Friday's actually a day at Pegasus Golf Club. They're doing a fundraiser for I Am Hope. So Mike King's down doing a Q&A and uh, going to head along to that. So big week Are you going to play fun. the round in gumboots? I hadn't even thought of that. Hmm. I don't know what how you'd you go, eh? Well, I've got some gum. I've got some gumboot Friday um, 
gumboots mm. that are relatively comfy. Uh, look, you know what? I'll do it. And so I'll, I'll play I'll, out on Friday and go in gumboots, if we're in carts, because I ain't walking. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't want you to ruin yourself, because, uh, yeah. I, we, we had a guy while you were away. We had a guy on who is mm. a mate of Kempe's uh, from the Naki who did uh, the Auckland Marathon in gumboots for I Am Hope. Oh, yeah. Ruined okay, his feet. Okay, so if it's walking, if it's walking, you know, I've got no excuses, mate. Just harden up, <laughs> yeah. Israel. So uh, that's a good shout. And I'm sure there'll be others there. There's a few few pundits playing, so going to head along and play that um, that as well. So big week, big week, and uh, plenty of jobs to be done. But they'll get done when I'm ready. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. How many pairs of gumboots do you own? <laughs> just just quietly. Two. I've got two. See, because what well, I, I had do, only... you know what I'd do? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play my round of golf in my gumboots, but I would actually just cut the sole off. Two of the gumboots and pull them over your golf shoes so it looks like you're wearing golf shoes but it looks like you're wearing gumboots. <laughs> I know, eat you down there. That, that's a good shout. Um, you just, yeah, cut cut the soles off so the bottom's got got sprigs and, and traction and then have the rest all sorted. So, nah, I'll, I'll think about that one for Friday, uh, Rick Dog. My golf game's in horrid. I'm in horrible form. I'm in horrible, horrible form. What's what's gone? Uh, look, the, what's the worst part? Ah, uh, look, this is my this is my reasoning anyway. Okay, you can laugh at me, but because I'm BA, yeah. And when I say BA, this is the name that uh, Stephen Rex Donald had for me all through <laughs> Queensland. BA is born again, born again, high and mighty, Mister Israel Dag. Well, because I'm born again, and I've started, um, I've started training. Pretty much every day, I get a tight back. Oh yeah! So my back's real tight, and um, uh, stuffing up my golf game. So I'm thinking, should I go back to being big and lazy, or should I just continue on this this training setup? Because it's, it's, my golf game's gone out the door. Now, this probably will not surprise you, but I'm not a doctor. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, but from what I understand, if you're having back problems, the best way to fix it yeah. is to strengthen your abs. Because one holds oh. the other, so if you if you if your abs are strong, your back will be all right. Do you want me to show you my abs? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> have, have you got have you got more than core, one? <laughs> I've done more core in the last two months than I did throughout my entire career. Do you know when you're on when you're on tour, you have a lot of self reflection. You're thinking, okay, so we're in Australia for thirty days. I think me and Beaver and myself every morning we went to the gym probably twenty five out of or twenty six days out of the whole time. So we went and trained and I had a every day I got up and I did a hundred sit ups and a hundred press ups to start the morning. Without a doubt. So I've I've gone down that core and I had the same philosophy. I thought if you have a tight core, I kept telling my neighbour who's got a sore back, just strengthen your core bro, it's yeah. good for your back. Well, I've done that, and my back's got worse. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, so, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. I'm, I'm, uh, mate, anyway, I'll, I'll see what happens. I'm sure my back will be fine. But, uh, you know, take the gumboots off before you walk on the greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so my plan's looking better and better, isn't it? Ah, it is, it yeah. is. But I don't want to be taking off my gumboots every time I walk on the green. What's worse, gumboots or bare feet? I reckon bare feet's worse. On the green? Yeah, on the green, because you know, obviously the shape of your your foot, your, your heel mm. will go into the into the green. It'll probably cause a little bit more damage. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I thought greens would be firmer than that. 
Uh, some of them are. Yeah. Probably around this time of the year, you wouldn't even know it with the weather we've got at the mm. moment. Um, they might be firming up. But yeah, winter, definitely no, no. No, no, definitely okay. No, no. Mind you, New Zealand winter, you don't want really to walk it anywhere and be a feet there. Not less well, it's winter all year round, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like it's like Game of Thrones wasn't a joke. It's like <laughs> winter is coming and it's not going anywhere. Oh my, my honestly, what is going on with this weather here? Look, I hate to do it, but I was in you know that whole month in Australia, thirty degrees every day. Come back here, we've had one day, and then the rest has been cloudy, cold, and miserable. I've got my heat pump on. Have you? And it's summer. I've got my heat pump on. I'm here in jandals and shorts, mate. <laughs> oh, cut it out. I mean, I'm in shorts and, and T-shirt, but it's still cold. It's horrible. But anyway, there's plenty coming up, uh, Rick Doyle. What have we got coming on the show, brother? Well, I managed to track down uh, Jeremy Brocky, the former All White, uh, yesterday. Nice. Um, so I had a chat to him yesterday. He's up in Townsville now, which uh, you, you've been to mm. recently, um, because his teammate, well, former teammate, Terry McFlynn, an Irishman, uh, they they played together at Sydney, has just been named the director of football for this new A-League mm. franchise. So we thought we'd get a handle on what sort of bloke uh, Terry McFlynn was. Uh, then on top of that, I managed to track down Terry McFlynn, who's in Perth. So I came in nice. here last night to pre-record a chat with him. And then I have uh, promises on promises on promises from Mike Angove that he won't forget to pick up his phone. Uh, so he's coming on <laughs> after 8 o'clock. So, yeah, it's a busy old show. Beautiful, mate. Looking forward to that. And uh, Terry McFlynn, yeah, great, great get. Obviously, won the title with uh, Sydney FC in 2005 in the inaugural, inaugural season of that. So he knows what success looks like. Mm. And will he be able to transition the success to a, a new team next October 2024 when the Auckland FC team? What are the names? Like, what do you feel this team is going to be called? Well, that's a, it's, that's the million-dollar question, is he? And they haven't given us a, any indication yet. They've said that they want to go and do some due diligence on this because mm. uh, Bill Foley, who owns it, yeah. he his uh, alumni at West Point, he's a West Point graduate, was the Black Knights, right? So, he, okay. so he's got the Vegas Golden Knights, so he likes to build that yeah. into team names. However, I don't know if you remember this, the A-League team that used to be in Auckland – uh, and was a complete uh, train wreck, was called the Knights. So people are ah. like, oh, we can't have that again. So, so Did they have a team in the A-League? Yeah. So Wow. So it used to be the National Soccer League, the NSL, and it, that, was the, oh, yeah. that was the Kings, right? And then they decided, right, we're going to do this new thing, the A-League. And so the Kings bit the dust, with, along with a lot of other teams, and they launched the Football Knights out of Auckland, and they lasted yep. two seasons uh, and then basically fell over halfway through the second season and then uh, Terry Serapisos bought them and took them to Wellington and they became the Phoenix. Okay. What about the Blue Knights? The Blue Knights? That's, yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I, I kind of thought maybe he'll go the other way and he'll keep black in the name, given it's a New Zealand thing, right, with the All Blacks and everything, and he might go something like, you know, uh, trying to, Tie in something like Matariki and, and and the Southern, mm. you know, the Southern Cross. Maybe we go the Black Stars. Okay, maybe. Okay, yeah, nice. Well, well they, nice. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see see what, what like are they going to have a community influence input from this, or is it basically what Foley wants? He's gonna he's gonna get. He, surely he'll go into the community, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's. A, I mean, he's a billionaire from Texas, mate. So at the end of the day, he can do what he likes. Yeah. But I, I think that yeah. they're, they're savvy enough to know if they want people to get behind the team mm. that they need to have some input, you know. Um, things yeah. they can't go with, as it, as it stands, 
Auckland City because there's already an Auckland City. There's already an Auckland United. And because, yep. you know, I mentioned yesterday Auckland City tried to get an A-League licence, and I know yep. they have copyrighted the name Auckland FC. So those three uh, are off the table unless he buys the name of, of someone. So, Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's where we are at the moment on that. On that on well, that money's not a problem. I wouldn't be surprised. There you go. No, exactly. All right, <laughs> so let's do this. So let's get into this. Round one. Fight. Triple threat, the three big questions of the day. Bowden Barrett is back in black and in blue for 2025. Is this good news? Or from a New Zealand rugby point of view, is it time to move on from Bowden and look for the next 10 to back up Damien McKenzie? Uh, I think it's great news. And you knew I was going to say that. But I think it, I think it actually is. Because there are, outside of Damien McKenzie, like it's pretty slim. At the moment, like four years is a long time. Someone might pop up, and it ain't a hundred percent assured that that Bowden's going to be there. But right now, as it as it sits, it's Dave McKenzie. You got Stephen Pitafetta, and then you got Bowden Barrett. And when you have played a hundred, like he's not going to play fullback. He, he ain't playing fullback. That, that's Will Jordan's. That's you know someone else's is time and is to shine in that jersey. He will play ten, and whether he starts. Or whether he's on the bench or whether he's not even uh, in the 23, I'm, I'm happy with that. But right now, I think it's a great move for, for New Zealand rugby. Scott Robinson's come out and, pra- come out and praised it and, and spoken about uh, when you've got a guy that's, that's played a hell of a lot. Look, he is ageing, but so was Dan Carter in 2015, and he was having a horrible year, full of injuries, came through, won World Player of the Year, won the World Cup. So I, I think it's great I, I, whether he's going to have the same impact and speed and, and endurance that he's had in the past. You know, time will tell. How's he going to end up after playing a season in Japan? Is he going to come back the same player? We don't know. But right now, you you take the punt with what we have on our in our ranks, and it's very limited. Without Richie Mwanga and others, it's very limited. So I'm happy with it. Okay. All right. I just looked at it from the point of view is that Bowden Barrett will be 36 come the next World Cup. And, mm. and is that our primary focus? Are we always just looking to, if you're going to be around for the next World Cup? Um, well, it's, it's security as, as an athlete. You know, mm. you always want security. You, we want security in this job, don't we? Like, we'll try and push for the longest contract we can get. And from a Blues perspective, I know that the majority of the deal was made up from the, from the Blues, so they're probably putting more of the, uh, the, uh, the fish in the pie and to secure his, his, you know, his work throughout the next four years. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any any problem with it. Okay, all right. What about you, Rick Dog? What about me? Well, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the part of, I think we've seen the best of him, and I don't think he's going to get any better. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's 32 now. He'll come back to Super Rugby and the All Blacks at 33. And like I said, he'll be 36 by the world time the World Cup comes around. Is he just stopping the flow of talent coming through? I look at Luke Cashmore and Caleb Trask and even Ruben Love and um, Aidan Morgan and guys like that. Is he going to stop their progress? Nah, he won't stop it. Look, the reality is no one's bigger than the team. And if you're not playing well, you know, like uh, Razor will make that call. Definitely. You know, like in, in that final... Love the bloke, but you probably could have taken off Bodie at half time and put on Damien. 
with what Damon showed in that last 10 minutes. Like, that's the reality. If you're not good enough, you know, no one's bigger than the team. He's got a chance to come over and show his signs, and if not, he gets it wrong, then someone else will fall the gate. I think there's still going to be opportunity for other people to show their talent. Mm. Can you hear what you think? Double eight, double three. Round two. Tohu Harris has re-signed for two more seasons with the Warriors. That is massive for them, given the Adam Fanua Blake scenario. Do you think that'll signal uh-huh. more players to commit? Uh, I think it's a hell of a start, 100%, when you've got Tohu Harris. And, and you just know how influential he is for that Warriors outfit. You know, he, he trains in the gym minimal, but what he does in the park, on the field, and in the training, his presence is just world class. Like, he's got so much respect in that squad. And when you've got your captain and inspirational leader leading from the front, I'm sure plenty others will follow. But that Adam Fanua Blake scenario is, is a fishy one. I know I saw a photo when I was in Australia of him and Phil Gould having a wee catch-up and mm. uh, in secrecy. Or not so secret. Oh, Phil Gould can't go anywhere without getting papped. But um, there's, there's chat about Kurt Capewell, you know, coming from the, from the Bronx. Mm. Mate, it'd be a hell of a get. If, if they're able to secure him, I think that fills the gap of, of Adam Fanua Blake and probably better than Adam Fanua, if, if that's funny to say. But, you know, Adam's really, really good and he had a great season. But toward the end, he probably fatigued a little bit. We didn't see the impact that he had throughout the start of the season, middle stages. Kurt Capewell's a fit bloke. And I'm sure he, if, if we're able to secure him, that'll be an awesome signing for this team. Round three. All right, and finally, uh, the English Rugby Union are looking at a version of the Gitto rule. Uh, so changing their stance on players who play top 14. Now, at the moment, they cannot select Joe Marchant, David Ribbons, or Jack Willis because they all play in the top 14, so they're not eligible for the England rugby team. So if they do this and they change and go to some sort of Gitto rule type thing to be able to select their best players, do you think that is a knock-on effect will put pressure on the NZR to do something? Um, I think NZR will, will make their own decisions where need, but uh, I think it's a fair point. And when you think about it more deeply, like you, you think when we have a Gitto law, so say you've played 50, 40, 50 tests for the All Blacks and you want to head overseas and fill your pockets, you're not quite top of the, the pile here, but you're, you're somewhere middle, but, you know, in the middle late stages in terms of the picking order. You go offshore. That I think with that rule, it still secures New Zealand's um, kind of strength in numbers in terms of the provincial game. Mm. You know, like we, we're stopping players from going overseas that haven't played test rugby, that still want to play test rugby, and they're still driven by the opportunity of playing for their country, to stay in this country. When you've done your time for a... For a period of amount of time, like 40, 50 games, you go overseas and, and you still have the opportunity to play. Like, this is, like, perfect for Richie Moonga, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. You know, you go overseas and you've played 40-odd, 50 tests and you've still got an opportunity to come back. I, I think 100% New Zealand rugby need to look at something like that because Ghetto Law came in because of, obviously, the 2015 Rugby World Cup and you saw what it did to them. They nearly won the Rugby World Cup. Um, so... If we're going to lose a lot of strength in players to offshore, I think they need to have a look at it, 100%. It sounds very much like uh, this is something the players came up with in camp during the Rugby World Cup, if you read between the lines. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, Owen Farrell was asked about it, 
And he said, we yep. want the best players to play for England. And if they're not in the Prem at the moment, they're not able to play for England. So it's as simple as an answer can be, uh, yep. as Owen Farrell's saying. So, yeah, it's interesting. It will be one to watch. That is for sure.